nope, no way, absolutely not, never, ever gonna happen. Yeah, mm, no. For some people, saying no is super easy, and we all know those people. But for many, saying no in any way gets super uncomfortable and something that they will avoid at all costs. But here's another secret. If you want to get ahead in your career, you have to be able to say no. Welcome to episode three of Breaking Ladders. This episode is called The Art of Saying No. I'm Katie Ostrico, your host. All right, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes, unless you're driving or running, um, and think about the last time you said no. Did someone ask you to do something that you didn't want to do or you couldn't do, and you had to say no? How did that feel? Now think of a time where you were really struggling and you didn't have enough time and you couldn't say yes to something you really wanted to do because you had already committed to too many things. Now open your eyes. Now how does it feel saying no? You know, what goes on inside you when you need to say no to something or someone? And what makes you say yes when you want to say no? You don't want to hurt their feelings. You want to, you know, make it easy, go along. It's tradition. It's what's expected. I said yes before, so I'll say yes again. There's typically three things that people do to avoid saying no. They want to avoid guilt. They don't want to let their team down. They don't want to be seen as not being a helper or not being available. But let me tell you that saying yes is a guarantee for stress. It's guaranteed that you'll be overwhelmed. And over time, I can guarantee it will start to impact your health and your well-being. So would saying no and giving yourself time, peace, options, the chance to do nothing for a day, is that worth it to you? So why do so many people struggle to say no? You know, there's this attitude of I can do everything. Yeah, I can say yes. I'll figure it out. I can do everything. And you'd be surprised the higher up you get in a lot of organizations, you find more and more people that are like, yep, I'll take it. I got it. I can do it. For many people who are individual contributors, they're really great at their role and they've become super effective and efficient at it. So when another job or two kind of gets thrown their way, they can do all three and still keep it together. You know, you want to help your company, your teammates, your boss. It's expected. People around you are like, oh, give it to that person. They always say yes. They always are available. One of the biggest reasons that I find is that people don't want to have hard conversations. People don't want to look somebody in the eye and say, no, I'm not doing that. But here's the thing. You saying no doesn't mean that conversation needs to end. You know, you can offer an alternative. You can send them to somebody else for help. You can offer to do it later when things free up or when you're available if you want. This idea of saying no and it being an absolute doesn't have to stop you from being a good teammate or a good friend. Leaders spend most of their time saying no. When your team comes to you with a great idea that is like way outside a budget that you can't afford to do right now, it's a no. When your team wants to run overtime, but you don't have the ability to support that with where your sales are right now, it, it might be a no. 
when the 10th person emails you on like a LinkedIn email and they just need 15 minutes, you know, I counted those up during the week, it would be insane. It, it's a no. Every little 15 minutes add up. When you have to be in three places at once, two people get a no. When your team wants to prioritize something that's not the focus of the company or their customers or some other reason, it's a no. When the product development team asks to delay the schedule for the fifth time but can't explain why and don't really have any ideas for getting it back on schedule, that might be a no. The no's are not always absolute and forever, but you do have to get really good at saying no. And you have to be able to do it in a room or face-to-face with people. You know, leadership requires a long-term view. It's a different view that you often have to take. You're managing budgets, which a lot of us are living in right now, sales, budget, expenses. And why that's so important is because you need to have an organization that's making a certain amount of money to keep people employed, to allow people to grow and develop and the organization to develop and support your customers. You've got to think about that with the decisions you're making. You might be working through a lot of different priorities. So everything can't be a priority. If everything is, nothing is. And if everything is and every request is a yes, your team gets overwhelmed in a nanosecond. You know, when you look at your customers, you're going to look at a long-term view and you might be able to support them in a different way. And it might be a no, I can't do this for you right now. Or this doesn't make sense for both of us. And that's okay. That doesn't destroy the relationship. It just changes the conversation. And not every solution looks like what we initially thought. You know, so when you're taking that long-term view, it might be no in the way that you presented it, but it might be a yes if that person goes back and is able to rethink about it. No is a leadership trait. It's a leadership characteristic. They should put it in job descriptions, quite honestly, if you're managing a team or priorities in your company. Must be able to say no. If you can't say no, you can't lead. I mean, it's as basic as that. You know, your ability to prioritize for the company and your team and your people requires you to say no. There are no shortages of things you and and your team is going to need to be able to do. And you need to be able to simplify that down into what's most important. And so when you're an individual contributor, you know, sometimes it's harder to say yes or no. You might have a boss that's driving things your way. But if you ground it and root it in priorities, you'll find that you have the ability and flexibility to focus on the things that are most important. You know, one question that I have a lot of conversations with people about is, do you know how to prioritize your time to the things that are most important to your boss and the company? You know, if you think about the people that you've got to answer to and contribute to at the end of the day, how are you prioritizing your time? Who are you saying yes to? Every time you pick up a phone or answer an email, you're saying yes. And sometimes you have to say no for certain things that are for the greater good of the team or the company. And it's not easy. You know, good teams wrestle through priorities and try to come up with one or two like every quarter. And it's a must do and it shifts the team and it shifts budgets and it shifts responsibilities, but it gives people permission to say no to things that don't fall under that priority for a period of time. And being able to manage those priorities and deliverables and achieve them is key to getting a leadership role. And the only way you're going to do that 
is by managing what you say yes to and what you say no to. You know, the higher up you get in leadership, the yeses and nos get bigger and they have a bigger impact. And so being able to do that when it's just you and your time and your projects and what you're working on, or when you get a small team and you're prioritizing that team, you've got to get comfortable with it before it becomes as big an impact as it does at a more senior level. And you've got to be able to practice knowing how to do that and have those conversations where you look somebody in the eye who worked on a really cool idea that, you know, you might love to do but can't do right now. And you have to tell them no. You know, if every idea your team shares is a yes, I'm going to phrase it this way. If they come to you every day with these awesome ideas and you go, yes, yes, let's do that. Let's do that. No offense, but like what what do they need you for? You know, if everything is a yes, there's no filter. There's no prioritization. There's no questions like why? Why would you? Why are you there? And it's kind of counterintuitive, right? You want to be able to say yes to good ideas, yes to your team, to encourage them, to brainstorm and get creative with things. But it has to be done in this cocoon of prioritizing what's most important. And sometimes that idea that they have just doesn't bubble to the top right now. You know, there are only so many hours in the day. There's only so many budget dollars you can spend. There's only so much time that you have with your team and with your customers. And so you really need to communicate what you're spending your time on and help your team understand what they're spending their time on and is it a good use of that time or not. You know, one of the biggest things that I think drives this is this notion of fear if I say no. You know, if I ever say no to anything, they'll hate me. They won't work with me. You know, as a boss, they're going to, you know, really be mad about what I'm doing. They'll go find another team. What you don't realize is you might have just totally relieved them from a ton of stress that they were sitting on because they thought they had to say no. They might need you to say no, to protect them, to give them time, to give them a break. You know, they may be hoping that you say no because it's not the right thing, but they had to ask anyway. The fear of what might happen can't drive your decision making. You know, this fear of what are they going to think and feel. If you communicate things effectively and efficiently and clearly, surprise, people understand. With little information is where all of the chaos comes in. So if you're able to cover that with your team, you can build respect, you can build trust, and they know that there are times they're going to get told no. Like any child of a, you know, in in a family situation, you don't get a yes to everything. And you know that. And it doesn't negate the relationship and what that looks like with your family. You know, why would that happen in a work setting? It doesn't. So what I want you to do is think about, you know, each day, like you have a certain amount of gas in the tank. You know, when you wake up, you've got a full tank of gas. and At the end of the day, you're running on empty. Um, I love, you know, one of the memes that's out there. It's like, you ain't got no gas in it. You know, that idea, that's the end of the day for you. And you go right to bed. So how you choose to spend your energy is totally up to you. Between work, friends, family, yourself, you, you get a specific amount. And I included yourself in there because that is a factor. Make sure you include that when you think about the energy you spend. So if you spend between eight and five, Let's just make that up to be general. You spend between eight and five um, working. You know, 
what do you have when you come home? How much energy do you have? Did you spend 98% of it between eight and five? And think about this. What pieces of your day energize you and which ones deplete your energy quicker? When you say yes to going to the gym, are you saying no to getting home on time for dinner? Maybe. When you say yes to attending a child's school function, are you saying no to an important customer meeting? Probably. Could be. When you say yes to dinner with your spouse, are you saying no to working late on emails? I know people don't miss that, but it is a reality. (laughs) And when you say yes to working a 12-hour day and making that your top priority and utilizing all of your energy on those things, you're saying no to everything else outside of that. You know, every yes is also a no. And if you think of it like that, I'm saying yes to this, but I'm also saying no to these other things. When I give my time for this one activity, I'm taking it away from something else. When I'm spending my energy saying yes to everything at work and leaving the day overwhelmed, not accomplishing anything, feeling more stressed than when I got there, you know, what? how present am I going to be and how much energy am I going to have when I come home to work on Lego sets and homework, you know, to help out with dinner, um, to just read a book and have a conversation or even hit the gym. So what I'd challenge you to do is think about how you prioritize your yeses. Those are the valuable little nuggets that that fill up your day and keep your gas tank full or keep it at least energized when you're going throughout the day. So here's a few ideas for how you can think about that at work. If you're working on something that's not directly linked to an important corporate metric, sales, profit, budget, or cost, ask why. Ask yourself why. You know, if you're working on something and you're like, well, this doesn't contribute to anything that the company actually measures for long-term viability, why am I working on that? Like, what is the purpose of that? Ask yourself if it's right for the customer, the internal customer that you support, depending on your department, or the external customer. Does this tie to the corporate strategy or my team strategy or focus for right now? Because if it doesn't, Again, ask yourself, why are you working on that? Why are you spending time on it now? Is it something that you could say no to across the board? Is it something that you could say not yet and work on later? The other thing you've got to ask yourself is, do I have the capacity or can I adjust my expectations to take this thing on when somebody asks you? You know, I was having a conversation with somebody not too long ago about emails. Um, which is kind of a four-letter word, both truly a four-letter word, but a four-letter word. And one of the things that I was sharing is I said, every time you get an email with somebody asking you to do something, you know, that is your not boss assigning you work. And just because somebody does that doesn't mean you have to prioritize it doesn't mean you have to do it on their schedule. You might have to. There might be situations, obviously, where you have to. But just because they ask doesn't mean you have to adjust everything to make that your top priority. And if you're not sure, you can ask your manager and go, hey, I'm getting this request. It's going to pull me away from these three other things. Which one of these should I say yes to? Or better yet, which one of these should I say no to? And if you have a good manager, they're able to work through that with you. They might be able to say, you know, that email request is super important. We've got to get back to them. We've got to deal with this right now. Why don't you take this other thing and I'll just bump the deadline out a day or two. Don't worry about it. We'll still be able to get it done. 
or even better yet, in some cases, they might go, let me take the email. I have all the information. Let me get back to them. You know, and you can run with this other stuff. Don't worry, I'll take it off your plate. Or get back to the person who sent the email and say, hey, we would love to work on this with you. We can't get to this until, you know, next week at the earliest. Is that still okay? And as a manager, you've got to prioritize that. You've got to be able to prioritize the yeses and nos. Because when you say yes, and my team can do this, and I can take this, and we'll get this done. If you take on everything, and you say yes to everything with no filter, you're going to burn out your team, and you're going to burn out yourself. So what I'd love for you to do is in the next like month or so, or maybe you know, kicking off the new year, write down maybe five things that are absolute yeses for you for the month. Things that you want to do, things that charge your energy and charge your batteries up. A yes that you're not going to change, you're not going to move, and you're going to make sure that you do. So these are the things that are most important to you. Unless there's like some insane emergency, these are sacred gems for you for the next 30 days. Now, when you come up against a decision this month that might take you away from one of those yeses that you're committed to, try saying no and see how it feels. See what happens. So at work, do the same thing. What are your five priorities for the month? What are the five things that your boss wants you to get done? Write them down. Verify that those are the right priorities with your boss. You know, verify that that is what he or she wants to see from you. Go, these are the five things I'm focused on for the month. If I get other stuff done, awesome. I'm a rock star. I'm amazing. We'll talk about that after. But these are my priorities for the month. Is that right? Because what they're doing is they're giving you permission once they confirm those to say the things that aren't in that bucket become secondary. Write them down, pin them up in your office, make them visible not only to you, but the people that wander into your space every once in a while. Now, when something hinders you from achieving those during the month, really ask yourself, is this something I can say no to? You know, let the individual, the team know you have priorities that you're working on right now that need your attention. And maybe it's a no, maybe it's a, can somebody else do it? Maybe it's a, I can get to it next month. Does that timeline still work for you? And take time, prioritize your day to get those things completed. You know, don't go to meetings that don't have agendas. Don't go to meetings that don't serve a purpose. Don't get sucked into some two-hour discussion on who knows what that adds no value and just leaves you, you know, more stressed at coming out of that conversation. Balance your time to focus on those things that you and your manager both agreed are your top priorities, your must-dos, and don't ignore the stuff outside of life. So don't give up the things that make you who you are outside of work to get these five things done. And what I'd love you to do is at the end of the month, review that with your boss. Here's what I set out to do, January 2. Here's what I did, and I got all of this done in the month. Here are my priorities I'm going to focus on for next month. You do that month after month after month, and you're able to get these things done, and it's visible, and it's a priority for both you and your boss. Guess what? The organization will see a couple of things. They'll see that you can set priorities, which is key in leadership because nobody gives you the syllabus to the class. Nobody tells you what your priorities are the higher up you get. You get to make those up. So you can get priorities. You set them based on the strategy or team or what you're focused on doing. You complete them and you communicate that clearly. 
It shows that you can say yes to critical things that leadership finds important and not let other things distract you. The things that you didn't attend to or said no to probably still got done. You know, you can confirm with your boss, hey, here's a couple of things I wasn't able to do. I got requests for. Do you want me to pick those up next month or, you know, can somebody else handle those? And I can't tell you the number of times I'm, I'm traveling with salespeople and they'll call like seven people to try to get something done. That's what you don't always know is they're not just calling you. They might be calling like seven people. And if you don't call them back till the end of the day, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I got that handled. No problem. And that's because they'll find a way to get to a solution by who's available, who has time and who can make it a priority right now. And that might not be you. By completing your priorities and moving on to the next month and the next month and the next priority, you will probably actually get more done than if it's just, you know, taking whatever's thrown at you and you just say yes to everything. And one of the biggest things that this helps you with is stress. So 80% of employees report being stressed at work. I don't know who these other 20% are. I just want to know what that job is where you like go in every day and you're not stressed. Um, if you know what that job is, let me know. I would love to know. Um, but stress happens at all levels. It has different stakes and different importance, obviously, at all levels. When you're responsible for yourself, and this is not to knock it in any way, but if I'm responsible for myself and my family and, and my income coming in and I make decisions on just me, there's a certain level of stress that comes with that. When you make decisions that affect 150 people's livelihood, it's a different type of stress because the decisions that you make have a bigger impact the higher up you get in the organization. And I hope that the leaders in your company think of it that way. That's how we think of it. Every big decision that we make, we understand that when we make those decisions, the impact has a lot bigger ripple effect in people's lives. And that stress can become all-consuming because oftentimes there's no good answers. You're deciding between two bad outcomes. And so if you let that stress become all-consuming, you know, that's like the dirty little secret. If you just take on everything and aren't able to filter and aren't able to manage that stress, it will eat you alive. You know, I have friends in senior leadership roles and we'll do lunch or we'll do like dinner and drinks. And it's interesting. Um, you know, we'll talk work for like four hours after work over like a really great Mexican meal and a bunch of margaritas. Um, and other people look at that and they're like, you're crazy. Like, why would you go to work all day and then spend four hours talking work? And I leave those like super energized after, you know, <laughs> the end of the day when I, when I finally head home. And here's the deal. You know, it's great if you have a job that you love, that you go in every day and you leave at five and the second you get in your car or get on the bus, or get on a train, um, you know, that you're done. You don't think about work till you start up the next morning. I will never judge anybody for having a job like that. I am married to somebody that has a job like that. He is, you know, an engineer. He loves his job. He's really, really good at it. He works the hours that he works, and he leaves, and he's like, peace out. I'm done. I don't think about it for the rest of the day. When I ask him how his day went, he never talks about work. I do, because um, he's done. He doesn't want to get into it anymore. For me, you know, solutions, ideas, and decisions, I, it can't happen in a set hours during the day. Um, it, it happens anytime. I don't even know when it happens. And so it can be this all-consuming thing if you let it. And it ebbs and flows. You know, the only way to survive and manage stress when you get to more senior levels is you've got to be able to manage what sucks your energy 
and and what takes time away that's not important and the things that you have to say no to. And I can't be in all places. I can't do all the things. I can't do everything on my team. I need to be able to trust the folks around me to do what they need to do. And building that trust and having a great team helps to lower that stress, but it takes a lot of time and that's really hard to do. You know, if it's important to somebody else, it may not be a top priority to me. And that's where those conversations take place at those senior levels. You know, I'm working on this forecast. It's the most important thing to me. I'm in finance, making this up. This is not me. You know, so I'm working on this year in forecast. I'm the CFO of an organization. It's the most important thing to me and my team. Go next door to me as the head of sales. And I'm like, well, most important thing for me is working on these three customers. And you start to have this difference in opinion on, on what's most important and what's the top priority. And that's where having a good peer group at that senior level that can work together and work through that. And a lot of times it just is more hours. That's the reality of what that looks like. Um, But it's also being able to work through that as a team and figure out who needs what in what time. You know, that customer is super important. But if we don't get the budget set and we don't get it approved, I got no dollars to spend for next year. That's going to be real important in about six months, right? So as you think about those things, when you get to those senior leadership levels, the things that are important to you in that moment, you might have to give up and say no to, to do something else that's critical. And without that ability to say no, your stress is only going to climb. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to be all consuming. You know, saying yes feels good. Feels great when you get to say yes to somebody. That's awesome. I love it. That's a great idea. Let's do it. That customer, oh, they want to go do something fun. Yes, let's go do that and take four days with them and go go do something amazing. But you've got to get to a place where saying no doesn't wreck you, where it doesn't ruin like your whole week, where you can say no to something and quickly move on to the next thing and let it go and not worry about it. You know, take a deep breath, focus on what's a priority, focus on what's a priority for you to get done and what your boss wants you to get done. And being able to demonstrate that and being able to demonstrate that you said no, not to the detriment of just throwing no's at everybody, but a no where you can explain it. Hey, I can't work on that. I'm focused over here right now. Is going to present you as a leader, even when you're not in the leadership role yet, and it gets you practice. For when you step into that role, you know, let me share what my priorities are for you right now. How, so let me ask you this this is like a hypothetical throw it out question. So, you know, there are times when you get asked to be somewhere or do something that you know is important to the company and you're going to miss something that's important to your family. How do you make that choice? How do you communicate that? You know, if I was a leader and I said, hey, we've got this meeting with a customer in two days. Can you be there? And somebody on my team said, I can't be there. My kid is doing their first, you know, play, school pageant, whatever it is. I'll figure out how to work around that. Maybe we phone you in. Maybe we video you in during the day so you don't have to travel at night. I will work with you if you let me know what your priorities are. And by saying that, he's not saying no. He's saying the thing you asked and the way you asked it is a no. And what we did is we would look for other solutions and other ways to handle it. That's what happens when you say no. And I wouldn't hold it against them and say, well, you know, you said no to me that one time. You're never going to be on a leadership track. You're prioritizing this. I I would hope you prioritize your family over your job. 
true. But by having that conversation, there's probably a different way to get to the same result. So what I'd love for you to do is share on Facebook and Instagram, um, Breaking Ladders on both of those, um, or reach out to me directly at breakingladders2, the number two at gmail.com. You know, leadership requires comfort with the word no. You can actually say, no, I'm not going to email you. I would love to see that headline. No, I'm not emailing you. Um, But before you step into leadership, figure out how you can get comfortable with saying no. And I'd love to know how you felt once you start trying this. You know, how did you feel before with saying no? And now that you've got some tools and some strategies as to how to manage it, you know, what happened when you said no? What was the result? How did you feel? So thanks for listening, you know, and I'm excited to continue this journey with you. The art of saying no. It's something that every leader does. Every leader needs to get comfortable with. And I hope you can try some of these strategies and I can't wait to hear how it goes.